Hey everybody, welcome back to the Enduring Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Miller, and today we are talking about obedience, which can be kind of scary sometimes. I know a lot of times we have a negative connotation about that word because of our experiences, but hopefully we can dive into it a little bit today and um, make a little bit more sense of it. So um, the focus today is obeying God's commands, and I'm sure you've all heard of the Ten Commandments, and I'm not going to read those for you, but you can find those in Exodus 20. God gave those commandments to the Israelites for their protection, and so we consider the Ten Commandments as basic moral law today. I mean, the majority of them are just basic things like don't steal, don't kill, don't lie. But there are a couple of them in there, like loving God first and foremost and not having any other idols um, and, you know, worshiping Him and nothing else. So those were all things that were to protect His people so that they didn't wander and get lost and end up in a bad place. So that's something to think about, you know, that they weren't to punish us or to punish the people. They were um, out of his love as a father to put boundaries and protect his his children. So um, let's dive in to the New Testament, though, where Jesus was asked by the Pharisees if he knew what the greatest commandment was. And this was his response. This is Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So when we're talking about obeying God's commands, it's important for us to remember the Pharisees and how hypocritical they were. They cared more about enforcing the rules than seeking God or loving others or making sure that they themselves were actually abiding by God's commandments. And, you know, Jesus spent a lot of time exposing them and calling them out and, um, you know, proving to all of the people that they cared more about this legalistic lifestyle than what God actually intended by the commandments. And they treated people horribly. And yet behind closed doors, they were not abiding by the rules that they were enforcing either. So they were very hypocritical. And so Jesus wanted to make sure that we didn't continue that kind of lifestyle, that we put God first and loved others well and then the rest would fall into place, and that we didn't have to worry about um, all the religious, legalistic rules as much as we needed to love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind, and then love others. And in Mark 7, verse 8, Jesus said, You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. So then he declared all the foods clean and said that when our hearts are unclean is when we have evil thoughts, uh, greed, envy, arrogance, etc. And, you know, appearing clean on the outside like these Pharisees 
is very hypocritical. And, you know, we have a tendency to do that because we're human, first of all, but we have a tendency to want to project ourselves as good people, but inside we are struggling. We're all struggling with something. And so Jesus said, you must obey God's commands and then your heart will be pure and clean. So I think we all desire to be good people. We want to get past our struggles and to have this pure and clean heart. But so how do we do that? How can we obey God's commands even though we're struggling and we're, you know, going through this world where everything's messed up? So in thinking about obedience, I think my favorite story, there are tons of stories about God's people trying to be obedient and failing miserably and then being obedient and then failing again. But my favorite obedience story is Jonah. And I think because growing up, I always knew about the story of Jonah and the whale and I never understood the actual story until just a few years ago as an adult battling with my own Um, issues of trying to hear God and trying to do what he's saying and am I following God's will and um, am I obeying and then I studied the book of Jonah as an adult and was like oh wow this is way deeper than we learned as children about Jonah and the whale so let's talk about how Jonah ended up in the whale in the first place he was first instructed by God to go preach to the people of Nineveh because they were wayward and they needed the word of the Lord. And Noah knew that they were a horrible group of people and he truly believed that they should all be punished for their behavior and he did not want to go there. And so instead of following God's command to go preach to them and show them the way, basically, he ran away. And then he ended up on a boat with all of these other men, and they were suddenly in the middle of a storm because God was upset with Jonah, right, for disobeying. So he caused this great storm. The seas were rough, and the people on the boat were hysterical, and they figured out that it was all Jonah's fault, and Jonah had even told them that he was running away from the Lord, and so they didn't know Jonah's God, but they basically were like, you need to, this is your God punishing you. You need to do something about it, and Jonah felt bad. I mean, he knew it was his fault, so he told them to just throw him overboard, and he was confident that the seas would calm once he was off of the boat. And sure enough, these men threw Jonah into the sea and the waters were calm. And I want to stop right there because this is something so powerful for us to learn from Jonah and his disobedience. That these men, once they saw the calm water, they knew that there was a God and they became believers in God because of what they saw and because they witnessed Jonah's disobedience causing the storms and then throwing him into the water is what calmed it and they knew that there was a God and they believed in him. And so the lesson to learn in that is that even if we don't follow 
God's direction and we're scared and we run the other way, he can still use our situation and our mistakes to reach people and to change people's lives. And for me, I don't know about you, but that is like super comforting to me to know that even when I'm screwing it all up, that he is still using my mistakes to help other people. So that's one of the lessons that I've learned studying Jonah. But so here's the next thing. So when he goes into the water, it says the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So the key here, there's two things here. The first one is that the Lord provided, that he provided a way out. So even though Jonah is running in the opposite direction from where God wanted him to go, he caused this great storm and got thrown overboard and ended up leading others to believe in God. But the Lord provided his way out and gave him a second chance. And he ended up in this fish for three days, pondering what he had done. And God gave him this time, this alone time to rethink what he was doing and to ultimately decide that he would actually go to Nineveh. So then he gets to Nineveh, the fish hurls him out onto land and he gets to Nineveh and he does preach to the people just as God instructed. And there were more than 120,000 people there and they ended up all repenting and they turned to God. And what an amazing thing this was, right? That he had basically, you know, preached God's word that saved these people. But what's crazy is that Jonah ended up furious because they didn't get punished. So in his mind, these people deserved the wrath of God for the way they were behaving and the way they were acting. And so he actually was mad that God used him to save these people and they weren't getting punished. So I just find this really funny because how many times do we um, think that we're following the Lord because we have in our minds that there's going to be some outcome after we obey him, you know, we're going to, okay, fine, Lord, I'll, I'll turn and go the direction you want me to go. And I'll do this that you're telling me to do, because I think this is going to happen afterwards. And so the lesson here is our job is not to determine the outcomes of our obedience. Our job is to strictly obey do what the Lord is saying, and what happens afterwards is up to God. It is not up to us, and it really doesn't matter what we think about it. I don't know if that steps on anybody else's toes, but a lot of times I get really upset if I see something happen that I don't think should have happened, or these people get rewarded in some way, and I don't think they should have, or whatever. So I just love the story of Jonah because it's so real and he's so human and God still loves him and teaches him lessons because of his disobedience. So here's just a recap of the lessons that I've learned from Jonah in this story. So the first one is to follow directions the first time given. And even though he did get a second chance this time, we can't always rely on that second chance. And so it's 
important for us to just follow directions the first time they're given. That was one of my rules when I was a teacher. That I think that was rule number one, follow directions the first time given. And so I think about that with God. You know, he tells us to do something and how many times do we try to argue with him or sit back and wait and maybe see if we don't really have to do that or, you know, just like small children, you know, we don't want to do it. So we pitch a fit or we go, you know, jump on a boat and try to go the other direction or whatever it is. But if we'll just follow directions the first time given, we can avoid the storms that come. And then the second one is that God can still use us to reach people through our mistakes. So just like Jonah messing up, he still impacted these people's lives by sharing his story and basically introducing them to the God of the universe who controls the land and sea. And then the third one is that the Lord will provide. And this is something that I'm learning so much every day, that the Lord will provide. He will provide whatever it is we need in our time of need. And the fourth one is that obedience brings blessings, but sometimes it's for other people not for us. Just like Jonah obeyed and felt like he should get some sort of reward afterwards, but really the people who were destined for destruction ended up getting saved and that made him upset. But we have to remember that the blessing on the other side of obedience may not be for us. It may be for someone else. And then number five, the outcome of our obedience is not up to us. So our job is to obey And it's God's job to figure out what happens afterwards. Now, to wrap all of this up, I want to go back to what I said at the beginning about how some of us have a negative connotation about the word obedience. And so I think for some of us that makes it hard to want to obey or or to obey willingly and not feel like we're going to get punished or feel like we have to obey God out of obligation or duty or, you know, there's something bad on the other side of it if we don't. And so we we just follow these commandments and feel trapped. Like we have to just do all of these things like the Pharisees. You know, we have to live this legalistic lifestyle. And in John 14, 23, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. And he doesn't say, you must obey me to show me that you love me. He says, if you love me, you'll obey me. And this is so key to the word obedience, that it's not something harmful, that it's it's out of love. And so we have to consider this, the word obedience, more from a relationship standpoint. So if you love someone, if you truly love someone, you're going to do anything for them. You're going to do anything that you think will help them out and show them that you love them. And if you know that that person loves you and you've received their love, you've accepted that love, just like we have accepted the love of Jesus Christ, then you want to obey them. You want to do what they need from you out of respect and honor and commitment and loyalty, not obligation or fear or like a duty. You know, if you love somebody You're not obeying them or helping them or doing things for them out of this 
begrudging attitude or spirit. You're doing it because you love them. You're doing it out of this willingness from your heart, this desire to show them how much you love them. And it's no different with God. If we've accepted how much he loves us and we recognize that we are chosen by him and that he wants great things for us. He has great plans for us and he needs us to do certain things in order to fulfill his will. Then we want to obey him and we want to do what he has for us because we know it's good and we trust him and we love him. So that's the introduction to obedience and obeying God's commands. And so next episode, we're going to talk about how do we obey God's will. And we're going to focus on John 640. But mainly the will of God is to save his children, have us all united with him in heaven one day. And so we're going to look at how do we take what we know about obeying God's commandments, and then use that to to stay in alignment with his will. And so in two weeks, we'll have more on God's will and how that impacts our lives. And how do we know if we are obeying? How do we know what he's telling us and how to live in um, compliance with what he's telling us to do? So that's it for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please share it with somebody that you think might benefit from it. Um, write me a review and go follow me on social media, Coach Jamie Miller. And, or you can go to the website, EnduringFaithPodcast.com to find out more about who I am. I am so grateful for all of you for joining me today. And we will get back together in two weeks to learn more about following God's will for our lives.